Let's get ready to rumble! Hello, and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that is getting an increasing, increasing appreciation for, let me get her name right, ooh, it's Anna, Anna, you're, oh, good lord, yeah, we're having, a, we're, we're having an increasing reputation for someone whose name I can, I've just totally forgotten, I've just blanked on right now. Oh. Anyway, my name is Tozin, oh, no. I am the host, I am up in, uh, I'm in the UK, in the Midlands, and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Hiya. Yes, and this week we have given ourselves a little bit of a, We've given ourselves a little bit of a challenge because one of us is a bit too tight to pay for Zoom, which means that whenever we get on to, whenever we get online to actually record our Zoom, um, our podcast, we have like forty-minute sessions, and so we have to sort of stop one session and go into the other session. And this week, we've given ourselves a challenge of doing everything within one Zoom session. <laughs> so that means that yeah, forty minutes. We're going to try and see if we can actually we've do got this. Again. People. Yes, we've got this. We can do this. Let's see if we can get everything done within one Zoom session. So this is in the week in which the Oscars have happened. Yes, the Oscars happened. Did you? Were you guys aware of the Oscars happening? Even yes, though we yeah. had talked we, about it, I had completely yeah. forgotten about it until I was driving to work the next morning and Zoe Ball was talking about it on The Breakfast Show. And I went, oh, I yeah, said, so I, it was the Oscars. <laughs> so, I was exactly the same. I was exactly the same. Zoe Ball in the morning. <laughs> Radio 2. <laughs> was it Radio 2? Yeah. Yeah, Zoe Ball is on so yeah. Paul is on radio too. Very and it only takes me too. 10 minutes to get drive to work. So I only heard a snippet and like one song. Mm. <laughs> so I didn't hear an in-depth discussion yeah, um, about it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it, it's a bit difficult to talk about the Oscars when there's a lot of films that we haven't seen and are not even available yeah. for us to see in this country. But I think... Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah, but I think this year, this year, the Oscars, they, there, was a, there was a feeling of the Emperor's new clothes about it. I was like, hang on a second. Why are these things actually important? And I started feeling as if I think they're only important because people, because they tell us that they are important. The Oscars tell us, oh, these are really important. You should pay attention. <laughs> and then you go, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe they're important. Maybe I should pay attention. And then this year, you're like, uh, they're kind of, but they're not intrinsically important. No. Um, like, life carries on. <laughs> Whether yeah. we notice the Oscars or not, life carries on. So, but congratulations to all the winners. Congratulations to Nomadland, which, Sean, is available today on Disney+. Plus. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay, so, cool. Yeah, so you, you, can go, you can go catch up on I Nomadland. I can watch that one. Yeah. yeah, I really want to see that. I really want to see that. And we can find out what all the fuss was about. And uh, to Nomadland and to Chloe Zhao, who won the best uh, best director, the second woman ever, the first non-white woman to win it? <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, when they said, I was like, no white person. No, 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 no. Bun Jung Ho won for Parasite last year. He wasn't white. So yeah, so yeah, congratulations to them. Congratulations to everybody for, and I think uh, at least for putting something together. Congratulations to them, even though, and also to Anthony Hopkins for winning best actor. <laughs> What about, isn't there a bit of controversy over the the guy who was in Doctor Who? Uh, Noel Clark. Noel Clark. Noel Clark. Yeah. That's him. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of um, it's yeah, a bit of controversy he, over that, isn't there? There, there's a bit of controversy, although. That but but that's, the BAFTAs, the that's the Baftas. That's yeah, the Baftas. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Baftas. Yeah. Baftas gave him something, and it's it's. Yeah. 
that's well, the well, that, 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 that's just broken today and we'll see how that develops we'll see how yeah. that develops because it's one of those things i feel like there's a lot of people saying a lot of things about it about, when yeah we, i was gonna when we know nothing that's what i was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah yeah so okay uh, yeah so anyway okay yeah anyway the name of the person who we're having an increasing rep- um, uh, appreciation for is anna bishop jara i could remember the anna i could remember the jara i'm not sure whether it's pronounced jara or yara anna please let us know and um sharon because she has been going all over all of our social media outlets okay. she's on the youtube channel she's on the facebook page she's commenting on a whole bunch of stuff that we put out there and um i asked about her name and the name the spelling of the name is norwegian Ooh. okay it's a nice. Norwegian spelling of Anna, and she's actually in Minnesota, in in the in the United States. And she says that her mum wanted to call her that, or didn't want to give her the normal sort of spelling. Wanted to give her a name that everybody would know. Yeah, this is different. And so it's yeah. She says that the name still gets pronounced wrong though. But <laughs> <laughs> but she said to us quickly before we get onto this, we're, we're wasting valuable moments here. But it's on Anna, so it's cool. It's like, oh, she says, thanks for the shout out and the dedication. I found you when I was searching for a review of The Serpent on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, and she heard Sharon's initial description. And now she she now says, thank you to Sharon's initial description. Instead of spending half an hour looking through Netflix descriptions every time I want to watch something, I've not got a good go-to list that I got from your podcast. Thanks for that. My life is a little bit easier. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Since then, I've really, really in capital letters like saint francis and got weirdly obsessed with the serpents thank you (laughs) thank you very much Uh, thank you very much ada thank you for listening thank you for getting in touch and um for so for those of you who might be listening to us for the first time netflix is a cinema what we usually do is that we listen to oh no we go to the cinema and we watch a couple of things in the cinema we watch a couple of things at home on netflix and various streaming platforms we come back we rate them out of five and we see where on average where has the money been better spent this week Obviously, no cinemas for a while, although we're getting closer in the UK. We are getting closer to getting cinemas back. Um, So we will be doing that soon. But in the meantime, we're just talking about the things that we have seen at home. Um, Now, this week, this week, um, we have a couple of things going on. I finally finished watching, well, because it it finished last week, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Sharon, I think you've managed to make your way through a new Netflix show. Yes, Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. And Sean, in your... Because, Sean, if you've never met Sean before, <laughs> Sean Sean tends to go beast mode most weeks and just watch a whole bunch of things. And we have to sort of, like, whittle them down and say, Sean, bring one. Give us one. <laughs> bring bring one forward. Usually we have an also-ran session, but because we're trying to do things within one Zoom session this week, we're going to cut that down. <laughs> down. Just say, so, Sean, what is the one that you're bringing forward to us this week? Okay, the one I'm bringing forward this week is To the Stars. Now, To, to, yeah, yeah. to the Stars, yeah. To this the is, Stars. This was on Sky, yeah, this was on Sky Movies. And um, it's basically a story of... Uh, Ooh, hang on, I'll start, I'll start the clock. We'll give, it, we'll give ourselves seven, seven minutes. Seven minutes. I probably won't be able to say that long. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but you said that last week and look what happened. I did, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> but this is, this is like, this is probably um, one of the films. Anyway... Basically, um, 1950s America, rural town like like Kansas. There's a um, uh, sort of dowdy girl that's very, very shy and not very good, and gets a little bit bullied. And she's she's you know starts off with her walking along to school, and some boys pull up and they start to bully her. And then this other girl turns up, 
and starts sort of scaring away the boys, you know, she starts throwing the old stones. So you've got this, and she says she's come from the city and her dad's a photographer. And so this, this, this bullied girl sort of, she, she looks out for this bullied girl because you've got the normal crowd high school. I don't know, Sharon, have you ever seen the last picture show? No. Oh, probably some years ago. I don't yeah, remember yeah. much about it. Is anyway, that yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. When she, when she was really young. Anyway, so you've got this, this, um, this, this dowdy girl who's not very self-confident. And obviously, as the film goes on, she makes the girl become more confident. She gives her makeup. She... Um, but of course, her mother who used to be like the, the the local beauty queen is is being very nasty to her. So always tries to bring her down. And like, so as soon as she looks nice, she you know the mother's like, oh no, you don't want to do that. They're they're really upset. okay. Bit few tones of carry, I guess. <coughs> um, but there yeah, is so, the, so far so so sounds like you know standard thing of female friendship. Yeah, a field friendship. Anyway, and then and then it gets a little bit. Um, should we say there's there's a few convoluted twists where the where they go to have their hair done for the prom the the lady who does the hair the hairdresser you, you think there's something not quite quite right about or what well, no she's lovely she's absolutely lovely but you think there's there's something there and the the really confident girl starts to become more friends with the 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 in crowd should we say which really upsets the the uh the other one anyway let's yeah. put it this way it's just really really sort of uh a coming of age story yep with a couple of twists which i mean it's some the thing is what happens is with these sort of films that i watch is i sort of get up i check check my emails and stuff on the thing and i put on the telly and i just go through and i i put something on and then i think well this looks quite good and then i think oh this would be a good thing to do for netflix versus cinema <laughs> and, and and as i say it's not it's this is something that I wouldn't have deliberately gone to see, but I did end up becoming quite interested in it. And it did have tones of, I mean, I really loved the last picture show. Um, and it, it had tones of that. And uh, the ending, I don't know to say if the ending was a bit disappointing or, I mean, some of the things that happened, some of the, th they were quite controversial in that, in that day and age, you know, let's, should we say with like, different relationships between you know different different sexes but obviously in that time it was really really just totally totally you know that was like it was like you just don't do that you know what i mean so so if yeah. and if if you've got a reputation that these sort of villagers will find out you know all the people that live in the town find out they're not yeah. going to be particularly happy and it's a bit that you know uh redneck like yeah let's get the old baseball bats out and things and um you know, uh, we, we, okay, we don't because, we, we don't want those sorts. Because you, you mentioned a couple of titles before we started and you said, which one do you want to hear about? And I said to the stars, because bearing, bearing the fact that you had watched that and it was called to the stars. I thought this was going to be a film about space exploration. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that it was going to be like early NASA or something. Yeah, but yeah. You, you think, wouldn't you? You would think. I mean, I don't know what the title has got to do. I think there's a scene where they're they're in in like a special place where they can they're looking up and i think that's where to the stars for probably where the title comes from because there's like a this this uh, you, you know like sort of private place should we say with a big lake and it's probably a quote from a poem or a book or it, something I it probably is actually as i say i didn't look that much into it because i mean i let i let you guys choose which film um yeah <laughs> 
that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, a, I'm, I'm just I'm just kind of like it's one of those things where you choose something and then you you sort of finish or you go whoa this is not where I expected us to end up at yeah, all yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it it's kind of I'm like oh Sean ended up watching a film about female budding female coming of age friendship wow. I know I know that was <laughs> so so what did you think at the end how many stars did you give it um probably probably oh, I don't know difficult one probably about three I reckon probably it was it was one of those films that that I, I probably would have turned off but I got I thought I was quite interested and in I thought it was quite well acted and mm-hmm. it obviously I mean I watched the whole thing so obviously um you know I was I'll, let's not say I was I wouldn't like oh oh there's a masterpiece but it was yeah, yeah, it was yeah. okay um I, I I didn't mind it too much I thought it was pretty good so I give it a, give it an average three stars this one Oh, cool. Three average three stars. Average three and the stars. other one, but yeah, got. <laughs> but so I could say quickly. No, nah, that's all right. Yeah, no, that'll be. That'll be. <laughs> all right, cool. I'll save the oh. others for next time. Yes, we'll save the others for next week. We'll save the others for next week. And Sean, let's see. And that's you with with a minute and a half left. Not bad. Cool. Not so bad. in that minute and a minute and a half, can you name that film that's in my background? Okay, cool. So now, Great what Sean, you should. Yeah. So what Sean usually does each week is that Sean shows up with a different Zoom background, which is a still from a film. And we need to add, name the name the actors in it and name the film. Now, Sharon has already sort of let the, let the cow out of the bag and said <laughs> that. So so you can find these on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook you can page. edit and me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yes. What, what, what I can, those actors? The actors from left to right, what we can see, I'll go at Leonardo DiCaprio, that is um, Carrie Mulligan, Joel Edgerton, and Toby Maguire lurking in the background. And yes. that, as Sharon said, is Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby, or The Great Gatsby from ooh, a couple of years ago. 2013. Oh, Good oh, wow. Lord, is that long ago? Yeah, that, long ago. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I was well going to say 2017. <laughs> well done. You aced that. You aced that, guys. Well done. 20, 2013? <laughs> yeah, oh, I believe so. That's my marriage. <laughs> but... <laughs> but but okay, so um, uh, but also on the topic of this, these background pictures that Sean brings up. Now, as I said, Anna has been all over our Facebook pages and our YouTube, and this is what she had to say. This was oh, okay. From this, from this, I guess you guys will be able to guess what film it was that we had uh, that Sean had in this background that Anna was looking at. She says, "I think that's Peter Ustinov as Nero," and Lawrence. She says, "Lawrence Olivier." I don't remember the title of the movie, but I'm sure I saw it as a kid. We only had five television channels and endless classic movies on boring weekends. <laughs> what film? Oh, obviously, what film do you guys do you think that was? Spartacus. Spartacus. Yes. Spartacus. We had, Sean showed up with Spartacus as his background movie, but he also, but uh, she also says, the first thing I think, sh- the first thing I think, Sean would make a very good Roman. He just needs a red cape. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think I probably would. I might, I might, I might be a bit tall for a Roman, but like, yeah. yeah, a red cape and a cravat, yeah, and you'll be great. set. She, but she asks, but would he survive Nero? Ooh. Ooh. And and I told her, I was like, yeah, I'll, he'll like that you said that. I will. Thank you. Oh, but she says, um, I love these background movie stills. They're really fun and they test my movie tri- trivia. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Anya. Yeah, so thank you very much. Thank you very much, Anna. All right, cool. So we go on to a second film. And I will give Sharon, you get the privilege. So tell us about... Oh, this is something I've been interested in and I've been thinking I need to watch it at some point myself. But thankfully, I don't have the time. And like Anna says, she doesn't have the time to re- go through everything. I have Sharon, who picks things up. 
And the fact that you picked this up makes me think that this might have, at one point, been a book. Yes, it's part of a trilogy of books that I haven't actually read. Yes. So I, I, I did enjoy it enough to think I might read it. So that's probably gives, jumps right to the end of my review. But yeah, so it's because it's based on a novel, um, there are multi strands in it. So I'll try to sort of simplify it as much as I can without going into too much detail. But it's basically set in a fantasy world that looks remarkably like um, pre-revolutionary Russia, as in the clothes, as in the, the architecture, as in like the strata of society. It just looks, think pre-revolutionary Russia with like frogging on jackets and then military style coats. And, and this is the world we live in where there's like this aristocracy and there's like the peasantry and then there's like this murky area in the middle. And in this world, it has been riven by this like this solid black cloud that is called the fold and within the fold danger lies there are monsters there are creatures and this fold has like split this country in half and they talk about you know sort of west Ravka I think it is and east Ravka and basically it's all one country but it has been split in half by this fold and around this fold legends have grown up and one of the legends is that one day a sort of messianic figure will come called the Sunbringer, and this person will come and they will destroy the fold. And the yeah. fold was created by like this sort of black magic where someone was trying to tamper with the forces of nature and they created this 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 entity. It's like they'll never learn. They never <laughs> learn. And so into this world we then meet these sort of three different groups of people. And there are people within this world who are born with certain abilities. They have the ability to control wind, fire, people's emotions. They can tap into your heart rate and either slow it down or speed it up or stop your heart. They can control how you feel. So there's all these people who've got different elemental skills. And this is against this is the background of our story. And then into this, you have these two orphans who have grown up in an orphanage and they are they're both different one of them they're both like mixed race in their own way one of them has like a, what we would say was like a chinese mother and like yep. a, and the other one has like a black father and so they're in, a, in an all-white orphanage they're the only two people who don't look the same as everyone else so mm. they have gravitated together and they have become each other's sort of best friends and they um, every child is tested at a young age to see if they have one of their gifts. And if they have a gift, then they're taken away to join other people with gifts who then get trained as an army of these sort of people. And neither of them want to be tested to be separated. So they hide and they're not tested and they run away. And it, you're probably going to guess that one of these people is, is gifted. And yeah. So we see the story through these. I have to look at my thing to find out what their names are. But one of them is called Mal and the other one is called Alina. Now, Alina is the, the main focus of our story. And she's around which this story focuses. She's someone who was um, just a young girl who's. Yeah. They found out that she does have a power, which I won't talk too much about. It's, and, it sounds like Divergent and Insurgent and those. <laughs> It's not as insipid as that. Oh, oh right. Oh, that's good then. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, think, I think the danger is because those books are not bad books. They just were made into bad films. Right. Oh, uh, so 
we can tend to sort of put that label on things and thinking, oh, it's going to be people running around in aimless ways. <laughs> I remember that. But, but no, this is, I think, I think the, the, because the writer was involved in the making of this, I think you could see her hand saying that, okay, this bit is important, but maybe you can fudge that bit. But yes, yeah. yeah, so it's a story of, it's a fantasy with a sort of world building fantasy with elements of sort of magic, danger, coming of age, learning about yourself, identifying yourself, identifying your culture and what it means to be loyal and who you're loyal to, whether you're loyal to your race, whether you're loyal to your friends, whether you're loyal to yourself. And mm. it draws in all these elements. And so it's an interesting drama. It's an eight part drama and it leads you down some paths that, that become dead ends and it leads you down towards others. So it's got enough twists and turns to keep you guessing because sometimes you look at these dramas and you think, it's a love triangle, isn't it? Don't tell you. Yeah, go on, just tell me. Just admit it. It's going to be a love triangle. Yeah. It's based and on the book. It's, it's based for it's was written for young adults. Yeah. There's going to be. And a then love it triangle. sort of teases it, and then after a while, you think, oh, I think we've got away with it. And so you know, there are elements that you think it is conscious that it knows the world in which it inhabits. That if we're yeah. like the, a young adult stroke sort of adult romantic fiction, it sort yeah. of knows the dangers in which it can fall into and it has like steered clear of those. So it has delivered proper drama. Good. And um, I thought it, I really, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So there, there's quite, there's a, a lovely cast. I thought Ben Barnes was very good as the good guy, stroke bad guy, stroke you don't know quite what he is. He's just and there he's, to look, he's there to stand rakishly handsome on the stern of a ship yeah, and he's got while a, the wind blows through his beard. Yeah, he just looks dashing. <laughs> and then the two young young actors, um, there's Alina Sarkov, is played by Jesse Mai Lee. Um, she was excellent. And Archie Renault, he plays Mal. So they're the two, the principal young cast. And there's a lot of other cast sort of built around them. But they're all, I thought, they one of them I was every now and then I was thinking, you're acting now. This is you acting. <laughs> Whereas the others, I felt they were inhabiting their roles a little bit more convincingly. But no, I did enjoy it. And so I would give it personally a, a definite solid three, a high three. Um, I think it's got, it knows its audience and it would appeal to its audience. Though I don't necessarily think it will appeal to people outside of that fantasy, romanticised fantasy world that it inhabits. Yeah, um, but no, I I did enjoy it. It you know ticked a lot of boxes for me as an engaging, entertaining eight part series. No, oh, cool, thank you. Now this is another one of those areas that Netflix seems to be throwing his hat into. So you know how we said the a couple, over the last couple of weeks, Amazon seems to go time loop comedies, time loop rom coms yeah. with the two people in. That's what we're gonna do. And Netflix was doing documentaries. We're gonna be good for documentaries, but Netflix seems to be doing a lot of sort of young adult adaptations of things. I think there's oh, Shadow yeah, and Bone, there's Lots. Warrior Nun, there's Letter Lock and to the Key. King. Yeah, Letter to the King. That seems to be doing a lot of those, which I guess we yeah. don't have time for it on this week on this show, but we're always talking about how Netflix making well financing things that would not would not otherwise see the light of day. All right, cool. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sharon, for being within our seven minutes. Guys, we might do this. We might get this all done in a single <laughs> we Zoom session. Yep. We, we, well, I, I say that. I, well, we, well we, we haven't spoken about the last day yet. So what we are <laughs> going to talk about third, what I'm bringing to the table is Falcon, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is, um, which is the latest Marvel or entry to the Marvel MCU, and this is on Disney+. Plus. It's so the first show was WandaVision, which kind of broke the, sto- broke the mold had you wondering what the heck was going on every single week and even um even before this was on i remember i said on one of our shows that i i was 
I was pretty sure that this was going to be a lot more straightforward. That Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be a lot more straight down the line, superhero, action-y kind of thing. And so it proved. So it proved that it was it was a lot more straight down the line, action hero-y. It almost in some in some ways you say a bit pre- predictable. But I can imagine somebody was sitting there going, "Okay, guys." We're going to swing for the fences with one division. We need to give people something to remind them that no, 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 we, it's still the same old thing. It's still the, just because, just in case one division doesn't work, just in case people don't like what we do in one division. So this was the bit that was supposed to bring it back in. But it 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 centers all around um, this Falcon and the Winter Soldier centers all around. It flows from the end of Avengers Endgame, in which an old Steve Rogers gives his shield to um to Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie, the Falcon. Which is essentially saying, passing on the mantle, saying you are now the new Captain America, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for a large part, wrestles with that whole decision about Sam Wilson. Whether is he going to be the new Captain America? What does he think about it? And this is the point at which Marvel, I think, it well, I went on immediately after I finished watching the show. I put on Facebook, and my 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 sort of one line review was: does a lot of things right, does a few major things wrong. Because they, and this is the point where Marvel finally decide, yeah, we're not going to hide the fact that uh, the symbol for America, this country America, has just been given to a black man. <laughs> What's that going to mean? What's that going to mean for Sam Wilson as a black man? What's that going to mean for other people in the country? And so a large part of the thing is Sam wrestling with this whole thing of, can I be Captain America? I'm a black dude. Can I be Captain America? And give what he does with the shield. And there's some things I really like that they do in this show. I like. I think Sam's reaction is authentic. I think when he when he gives he gives the shield back to the American government, what the American government do with it is very very predictable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very very predictable. And I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm I'm only going to half. I'm going to very half-heartedly try to avoid spoilers in this. But so what they they essentially give the shield to somebody else and say this is the new Captain America who's kind of like you know a war hero and all that sort of stuff. And then it becomes like an, a meditation on what does it take to be Captain America? Does it take do you have to be a super soldier or do you have to have something other that's intrinsic about you? And there's scenes where like the, they show the fact that Sam Wilson, even though he is a superhero, even though he has helped save the world, God knows how many times. He's still a black guy who can't get a loan to help a struggling business. And he's still a black guy who gets pulled over by policemen who, when he's just having a chat with somebody in the street and they think they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Oh, 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 oh I didn't realize it was you. I didn't realize you were an Avenger. Now I know he's an Avenger. Hey, can I have a selfie? And he's like, no, you just tried to, you just tried to arrest me for standing here. And there's bits where they talk about the history of America and there used to, like, there was a black super soldier called Isaiah Bradley and what happened to him versus what happened to someone like Steve Rogers and just fighting with the essentially it's Marvel trying in a small way to fight with the history of the well with American history quite frankly with America's racist history and so those are things that I liked about it those are things I liked I really really liked the fact that they started delving into the fact that the blip so the five-year period after Thanos snapped his fingers where half the world disappeared I like the fact that they delved into the fact that this has consequences. It's not just kind of like, oh, have the world's back. Everything's fine now. It's the, it goes into the fact that, look, for five years, people had moved on. People had learned how to live their lives. People had learned to live with, with a world that had half the population gone. And then all of a sudden, we're like, well, guess what? It would be three and a half billion people show up again. 
that's going to cause some problems. What's going to happen? People start. People had opened up borders to just try and get. Like, we're one world. We're trying to get together. We're one people. We're trying to get. To, we're trying to make these things work. All of a sudden, three and a half billion people show up, and everybody goes, "No, no, no! We're all going to get all nationalist again." And there's a group of people called the Flag Smashers who say, "No, things were better during that five-year period. We want to, and we're going to try and hold." Um, world governments to, so essentially there's a lot of stuff going on in this show there's a lot of stuff going on in this show and i think some of it is good some of it is not so good some of it is rushed that there's is no secret that baron zemo who was the bad guy in captain america civil war is in this is in this and the last time we saw him he was in jail from the trailers of this you can see that he's out of jail the way he gets out of jail and the way he goes about doing things and the way everybody reacts to it i'm not too happy with it's like all of a sudden people collectively forgot this guy is uh, this guy is a bit of an extremist who killed quite a few world leaders. And all I can say is thank God for the Wakandans because they are the only ones who seem to remember, hang on a second, this guy killed our king. Why are you running around, why are you running around Europe with him like it's all good? <laughs> so so uh, there, there are bits where it's stilted. I think the, the back and forth between Sam Wilson and, um, and Bucky as Winter Soldier, it feels a bit forced. It's like, it feels like we haven't seen enough of yeah. that to, to say that yeah. these guys actually have a relationship that is all buddy-buddy. They are essentially an odd couple that have one thing in common, and that's that they both knew Steve Rogers. But it's, so I, I like the show. I like the show a lot, but I have to admit that at the end of it, that you were like, kind of like, mm, you kind of got to the end. You got to where you were going. But there's a couple of things, and I think they had production issues because of COVID. There's some storylines that had to get dropped. So it might, and that's why rumors have that. That's why it feels a bit stilted. But um, but in all, I liked it, but I feel like there were some major things that I got wrong. Sean, I don't know what you thought. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, a, a lot of that a lot of that stuff I agree with. I, I mean, for me, Baron Zemo, the bit I loved about Baron Zemo is from when I read him in the comics, because he's like going back to the comics. And yeah. As I say, they put things, they, they, they put enough in there to keep the old comic fans happy because yes. Captain Zemo did have a mask. Yeah. That's in the, and I mean, it's, it's the same. There's things, it's like in the X-Men one when Magneto picks up the helmet and yeah. they're just like, they're just like really, really lovely moments. And Zemo having that mask, finally getting the mask, taking it with him, you know, in that little bag, he's got like the little yeah. old all bag and he takes it when he does his business. I really, really like that because that is a Baron Zemo mask. And I mean, that was like, that was one, of, that was a fact for me that was really, really good. And I did, to, to, towards the end, I did love the amalgam. I, and that's all I'm going to say, which, you know, because I don't want to put any spoilers in, but I did enjoy the amalgam in like the, the you know, yeah, the last yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. really, I thought, I, and, and that was great for me. That was, that was, that was, I thought, yeah, that's, that's, that 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 really really works that amalgam was just like yeah, yeah fantastic i re- so yeah i enjoyed this i enjoyed this i agree with you there was some a couple of episodes and i wasn't convinced by the 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 the, the group that are trying to bring down the government the, yeah the, the flag smashers yeah the flag, the flag smashers, smashers yeah. they didn't really i i i, I, I think i think know, they I started quite... they started off interesting they started yeah. off interesting and then they became almost kind of like you know bad guy movie of the week Ooh, yeah, but look at me i'm like yeah. an 80s russian in an american action movie i'm going to but, bring uh, on the government why because but there's you know and there's like and there's a few sort of inconsistencies i think with some of some of the action things to me there's a couple of inconsistencies and a couple of things i had issues. but on the whole 
to be fair, on the whole, it was really, really good. Yeah. I really, yeah. I, 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 and yeah, it was a really, really good. Good. I think I think they done a good bit. But I agree with you. There was a couple of, couple of sort of uh, threads and a couple of couple of. Yeah, that a few, a few like. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Because moments. for instance, like they had, they have Wyatt Russell, and oh, we have four minutes. Oh, okay. Right, okay. They have Wyatt Russell, and they have Wyatt Russell who plays um the he plays a character called John Walker who gets given the whole Captain America yeah, thing, yeah. and it, needless to say, it doesn't go well because this is a guy who the the way they film it is like he's suffering from some form of PTSD from stuff that he's experienced. So they give him a new sidekick and everything. Like, even the fact that you have you have a new Captain America and he too has a black sidekick. <laughs> there's all these things in there that are kind yeah. of like there's a little bit of nah. and there's a bit where he he there's a bit where it doesn't go well with him as Captain America and then he shows up later on in the show yeah, for a yeah. very very weird sort of appearance yeah. where people seem to forget that they've thought this guy has done something really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, kind of yeah. like, come along, come with us. Yeah, yeah we're super yeah, friends. Yeah. We're yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. do things. And I'm like, hang on a second, guys. What? What? Have you... The last time you saw this guy, you were just... <laughs> and so there's there's these weird little inconsistencies yeah, that, that might but, mean that... The, and the fact that uh, for something something like WandaVision had eight episodes, this only had six, it might mean that they cut out some stuff because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. there was supposed to be a side of... Um, there was supposed to be a subplot about a vaccine being released, and it, oh no, oh no, about a virus being released. But I think they thought, "Ooh, COVID, no," and they yeah. cut that out. And, <laughs> but close. I think that yeah. it's and that has really it really messed up the Flag Smashers storyline because Carly Morgenthau, um, who was played by Erin Kellerman, who I think who who I think did really well, but she seemed to go from freedom fighter with with justifiable aims, yeah, to building burning psychopath in the flip of the switch and you're like wait wait what happened here <laughs> but the amalgam the amalgam was brilliant i i, yeah. I mean i was and and looked so good it was so well, oh, you see, so well done okay we're, we're talking about the fact okay so that it okay, <laughs> the, uh, we, we said we're only going to have to try and avoid spoilers yeah. so at the end of the show, the na- the title of the show changes from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to something else. That should give you enough of a clue. <laughs> and there's a costume. So Sam Wilson has a costume change. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure I you like it. You don't like it. No, I I'm not so sure it. I like the costume. I, 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 like... I like that one, uh, But But I'll tell you what I did like. I did like the fight scenes. And I love oh, the yeah. fact yeah, yeah. that you could see. I mean, there's a bit where the Dora Milaje from Wakanda show up. I love their fight scene in Demos apartment. There's and I love the fact that they they show their different fight styles. Like yeah. the Falcon, I love the way the Falcon fights. I love the fact that he uses his wings and everything like that. And every now and then he'll do a boost and kicks over to the face. And then you can see that like um, the Winter Soldier is totally different. But anyway, we're about out of time. I would just about give this a four out of five. I, and I would agree with you on that. Just yeah, uh, just a four, yeah. Just a four just out of a, five. Just about. It just nips into a four because it there's does. some things I still don't worry about. Yeah. But anyway, until next well, week when we'll find something else to talk about. Well, we might talk about this. We could always revisit it a little bit if we think of some extra things. Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably some things. Yeah. I want to make a list of things I like and things I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. <sighs> With less than a minute to go. Yay! We did <laughs> it, guys. One well session. It's going to kick us off in a second, but never mind. <laughs> that was, that was um, yeah, yeah. So that was Sharon's positiveness from the start. We can do this. Yeah.